There's a certain time you see a Seattle Shmaya. It's obvious it's Seattle Shmaya. I had it today. I just want to share it with you. And one of those days which you know there's not enough time in the day to do everything you're supposed to do. So what do you do? You prioritize and do what's right. I do what's right. There's a family speaking tonight for the school, and they, they asked all the parents to come. I had enough other things on my plate to do that, that it just wasn't shy. But the right thing to do was to do. So I got there, he spoke about doing the right thing. That was, what he, that was the topic of what he spoke about, which is, was, was very good. But he actually said a maisa, one of the times I need to prepare my shmooze. So he actually said a maisa, which fit perfectly what I wanted to say tonight. So I saw this Yathar Shmaya in two ways of that shmooze. Um, trying to, to, to take an element which is relevant from the parsha. And I think that in regards to Yeshiva Bakr, the element that this week's parsha, which is most relevant, is the beginning of the parsha. Vieta Yaakov and Vershavas Rashi brings that Chazal say that he was, was, was in, in the math, Rashi and then the parsha told us, says the math is not right. The math is not right. There's, there's 14 years missing in Yaakov Dino's life. We know that he got the brothers, he was 63. Rashi calculated out that he was 63 when he got the brothers. We can work back from when he came to Paro, he was. 100, 100, he, was, he was 130. When you do the math backwards, it means he arrived at Lovin's house at the age of 77. So there's 14 years missing Yaakov in his life. So Rashi says that he spent those 14 years in Beis Eber, Yeshiva of Eber. Shengar ibn Nifter was the Yeshiva of Eber. And then Rashi brings the Yishkav Makamahu. So Rashi brings in Pazal that he put his, it was the first time he lied, he lied down in 14 years. The 14 years he was in Yeshiva, he didn't lie down. No, it doesn't mean he didn't sleep. He slept. It means he didn't go to bed. He fell asleep. He, was just, he reached the point of exhaustion. He fell asleep. But the idea of leaving the base medrash, leaving his learning to go to bed, he didn't do. He focused on his learning. So he spent. He didn't interrupt. And the Kuda is the idea of learning without interruption. That a person learns, he learns. He learns with a focus. Um, there's a that they say, I heard it in Tells, I heard it from the, the Tells of Rav said it, the Velt, the Kanshavit says it in Hesichus Musr, the Gemara says, the story with Rebekiva, Rebekiva went away, his wife sent him away to learn, he, he was away for 12 years, comes back with all his Talmidim, with many Talmidim, and he comes back to his house and hears his wife having a conversation inside the house, and the conversation goes along the lines of the neighbor says to his wife, your husband is a terrible person, he's left you alone, he doesn't care about you, you're living through such poverty, it's a terrible thing, and she says, it'd be up to me, I wish he would be learning for, keep learning for another 12 years, being unaware of the fact that he was right outside the door. So the Morris says he heard that, he turned around, went back to Yeshiva, came back 20, 10 or 12 years later with all of his Talmud. So the Kash says, why didn't he at least go in and say hello? At least go in and say, yes, Shekaya. At least go in and say, right. So the Terence, which Yeshiva always said from the Talmud of was, the answer is 12 plus 12 does not equal 24. And Rekiva knew that. Anytime there's interruption in something, you've broken the momentum. This is when the gives a marshal, taking a pot of water and putting it on the fire. And you want to get the bubble, and you want to get the boil. This is you put it on the fire, and it's almost about the boil, and you pull it up. You put it back down, and you keep pulling it up. It says it never boils. But if you will let it, if you keep it there straight at the whole, without any interruption, it will eventually boil. Because that is, and Morris says that a person his mafsik, his turban becomes croy, and becomes pieces and pieces, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a shleimus. It's like a shleimus. It doesn't, it doesn't accomplish the same. It's, it's, it's not a little more, a little less. It's a different type of learning. 
different type of learning, etc. We're not holding by not going to bed. That's not what I'm trying to advocate. Uh, any brother take watching the shoes says, I'm not going to bed because this is every rainbow that I'd be quite upset. We had a brother once upon a time and tried that idea. He decided he's not going to come back to the dorm. He's going to sleep in, you know, just like down in one of the classrooms. Uh, he said him to bed. I'm telling you, the guy shouldn't take any hepsic in his day. There shouldn't be any time where he interrupts. I'm not, I'm not saying that either. And each person has to know what much reggae he's ready for. So that a person can walk into Seder and sit and learn. And learn straight. And learn straight means in many ways. Learn straight means that you stay by the seat for the time allotted. Learn straight means that you, go, you don't go out for a coffee. Learn straight means you don't take a schmooze in the middle. You know, someone has to tell you something interesting, I'll, I'll talk to you later. So I'm sitting with a friend, and my friend says that Singular Wireless did a survey. And the survey was about cell, cell phone etiquette. And the issue was what, what is considered the point in time where people will turn off the cell phone. Okay? What's the proper time to turn off the cell phone? So they found the survey they did it in different parts of the country. They found in the, in the, in the South, in the Bible Belt, nobody will enter a church with their... With their they wouldn't go into, into the base tip with, with, with their cell phone on. That's etiquette. You don't walk into a base tip with, into the cloister with your cell phone. It says in the West, the point which they will not go over is a library. You don't enter into a library. Libraries, you know, intellectual West, you know, they're out, out there, you know, the... The liberal West, you know, the, 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 the cloister is not bothering them. They probably don't go to the cloister anyway. Yeah. So what their issue is, is a library. A library is their, their getchka. Their getchka is the library. That's intellectualism. You know, by the getchka, you you're you're machnir, you're your yeshus in front of your getchka. The getchka is the library, and they, they turn off the cell phone before they go into the library. It says in the Midwest, which is, this is already a fascinating one, it says department stores. There are people, can you believe there are human beings in the world which will turn off their phone before they go into the department store? Right? And Ray Friend asked the question and says, and we, Orthodox Jews, where do we draw the line? There's shuls, people believe this happens on a shul. Lectures, people believe this happens on a lecture. Chasnas, chuppah, you hear yourself as ringing by chuppah. says, Makari, it's Levias, right? By Levaya, at least by Levaya, there's no cell phone. He says he was by Levaya where the person answered the phone. Not that it rang, he answered the phone by the Levaya. Loyal Lane. So there's no Muslim cover for class. I said, okay, this is what I want to talk about tonight. I saying, it, 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 it. And maybe I'm guilty also. There's times when I'm, I'm waiting for an important phone call and something which I need to deal with and my chariasim is as a rebbe, etc. I need to deal with it, so I, I wait for the call. I don't answer the phone in base matters. I have the initial net for the most but I don't do that. But the fact that the guy's going outside and he's talking, all of a sudden he's talking on the cell phone. What is it that has, that has to happen now during Seder? Why is that so important? Isn't the most important thing you want to do right now is learn? In the middle of closing a million dollar deal, you would say, excuse me, I can't talk to you, I'll talk to you later, and you'll think. Or better, you don't even pick up the phone to start with. Or even better, you turn the phone off to start with. Why would somebody want his phone on during Seder? 
I, I don't understand. Terence is learning is again like we discussed before. Learning goes on the bottom. After self talking, phone conversations, we, we do learning. When, when nothing else, we're not doing anything else. You might as well learn. That's not that's not that, that, that's not acceptable. And I don't think any a person would realize, you know, we, we we don't say that with our mouths, but our actions say that. And we don't intellectually we're not, we don't want to say that. We know that's wrong. Intellectually, we know that that's not the right way to do it. But our actions are speaking otherwise. And if we would realize what our actions are saying, we wouldn't do it. I'd ask anybody, do you think this conversation is really more important than the Lehman He said, no, it's not. If I'd ask him, he wouldn't say it's more important. I very rarely think that would happen. I have no doubts about that. But we never phrase the question in, those, in that term. So the result is that people talk on the phone during sex. So I want to phrase it in that, those terms. Because that's the reality of what we're dealing with. This is the most important thing that you have in your life is learning Torah. Most of you have to recognize the fact that you have a limited amount of time left to do it. The better you argue at it now will make a difference for the rest of your life. And am I saying that you one time take a phone call and say it's going to make a difference? No, I'm not saying. Am I saying that if you make a decision never to answer the phone during Seder and have the phone off, it'll make a difference for the next six months of learning and that will make a difference? I am saying. I'm saying that in two ways, because A, your, your learning will be with, without interruption, and B, it'll be a question of attitude. When you, the more you match with something, the more you learn from it. And that's why the concept of Litsanas, Litsanas is, Litsanus is also, except for Litsanus of the Vodazar, why? Litsanus is the idea of bring, bringing something down. We don't want you to learn from a Vodazar. We don't want you to connect with the Vodazar. We, we do not want you to feel that it's something valuable there. Therefore, you will not gain from it, because it's something which is totally off-limits. And the opposite is Kavara Torah. And besides the Lina, there's Kavara Torah. Nobody would imagine talking to myself during the middle of Kedusha. Right? You wouldn't do that, because you understand the Toshivas of what you're doing. So we have to understand that Lina Torah, now again, I've said this, I'll say it over again, the Gemara is clear, you know, this is just as an aside, I, mean, I don't want to get my point, but this is an aside, this is Gemara and Brachas, which is clearly, Gemara says, which one's more kosher than Paskin than Halakha? What's more kosher, Yeheshmer Rabbah or Kedusha? And the Gemara is very clear that Yeheshmer Rabbah is more kosher. And Gemara and Brachas, not Kapal from Beis, I think it is. Kapal from Beis. The Gemara says that there's a Lachah that Middle Shemeshra, you know, interrupts, so you don't interrupt Shemeshra to answer Kedusha. I says, yeah, but what about Yeshmi Rabba? Maybe you wouldn't interrupt Shmanesra for Yeshmi Rabba. So the person says, you see from this Gemara, even though it's obvious you do not interrupt Shmanesra for Kedusha, but Yeshmi Rabba, which is a higher Madrega of Kedusha, it's possible that you would interrupt. That was the Gemara's question. The Gemara says, even that you don't interrupt. And therefore, Halakha is possible. If I have a choice between going to two minyan, one minyan I will catch Yeshmi Rabba, and one minyan I will catch Kedusha, I go to the minyan where I say Yeshmi Rabba, because that's more kosher. Now, I always understand that, that the Yetzirah has a phenomenal class. Nobody would be in the hallway talking during Kedusha. He'd be a guy that's been standing in the hallway talking during Kedusha. But people stand in the hallway and talk during Kaddish, and they miss Yeshmi which is connected to Halakha. And that's how Yetzirah works. Okay, so but, uh, now let's get this clear. Okay, there's a saying from Rasimchus Yisrael. Rasimchus Yisrael says the following. He says that a thousand barhuvar of Shemoy is the equivalent of one amen. 
A thousand times saying Amen is equivalent to one time saying Amen Yehesh Meirabu. A thousand Amen Yehesh Meirabu is equivalent of one word of Torah. And to understand the value of what we're dealing with, he said, if the world would be created for 6,000 years and everybody would do totally just available, in one time in those 6,000 years, one person, one time, will get up and say, it was worth the whole Bria for that moment. That's what a Baruch Hu is. So you can imagine what a Mamein is, what a Mamein Yisharab is, and what a word of prayer is. So I then say that nobody would be talking on their cell phone or just talking during the middle of Kedusha. And obviously they shouldn't be doing that during the middle of Kaddish, which is more Kaddish than Kedusha. So ten times more obviously they shouldn't be doing that in the middle of learning. Or according to our math, a thousand times more obvious. Kultur Akula is one word of prayer is Shafu Kanegatala Kultur Akula. So if we put it into those terms, it becomes something of a different, you know, we, and we understand what we're doing. We're, 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 we're talking with our feet. With our feet, we're talking. We're saying, Torah is the culture to me? Yes. But not, you know, I have things which are more important in my life that I have to take care of. We don't want to say that. We don't want to say that. And I don't believe anybody in this shiva wants to say that. I just want you to understand that that's what you're saying with your feet. So to top of all, I mentioned this nice thing because I needed to say it's Russia tonight. I got a call from somebody. Call me for Nitsa. The person has a certain we're overcoming a certain disorder. He's got battling with. Where it's difficult for him to stay, he has to go out to the, use the facilities. But the doctor told him he could overcome it with the mind things he can overcome it. He says, "I go into Seder. I don't leave Seder. That's what, I, that's what, I, that's what I'm used to. And now I am running out there all the time, running out to, to use the facilities, and it's, it's overwhelming." So he called me to, to tell, tonight to tell me that today, second said he's made up his mind. He's not going to do it. For two and a half hours straight, he didn't go out. And he brought him. He's able. He's moving towards overcoming it. And that, his goal is four hours. I can say there's four hours in Yeshiva Rishi. His goal is all for four hours. He will not budge from his seat for four hours. That's the goal. You know, that's what he used to do until so he had this issue. And I would like to pass it on to you that this is the way it's supposed to look. Now, again, I would like to fault myself as much as anybody else. I don't, you don't see me sitting for four hours straight. And then that's the problem which we have. That we put... Like Ron always says, that on his yeshiva, the rebellion, all he did was learn Torah. That's what the Rebbe's function was, and that's all you saw the Rebbe do. And they learned, they learned in yeshiva, and they learned first set in yeshiva, and second set in yeshiva, and I set in yeshiva, and I said the same thing. They learned every yeshiva, the yeshiva kept sat by his seat. And the first set, nothing, nothing took him out of his seat in the first set. Nothing. He didn't arrange the loses. He didn't arrange the dorm. He didn't do anything else. They had a mashkiach for that. The mashkiach had to go out in the middle of the seder. He says, well, you're stuck with the Rebbe is also in charge of all these other things also. And that's the frustration that I have, that you don't get to see the way it's supposed to look. So at least if I can't give it to you to see, I want to at least tell you about it. That's the way it's supposed to look. I want to change the, 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 the focus in a different way for a moment. I want to go through a piece from a with you. 
um, about learning. So not so much the Muslim part of learning, but the practical part of learning. Um, and this is in Kevin Bay's, page Kufta Zion. And before I go weiter, and a revolver is known to you as about Muslim, especially Muslim Shiva, a revolver is about sure to this being Muslim Shiva that we, we use very much. Um, so the Rebbe is not going to explain to you how to be a Lamed and how to learn the Gemara. So what if the Bar Musa come up telling you how to be a Lamed and how to be a Bar Musa? How to be a Lamed if you're a Bar Musa? So I'm going to choose this story with the story. This is, this, this is the story that a Chavar mine is walking with a topic of Ali Shur and tells. And he's walking in front of the Shiva Pesach, the Pesach Stein, Zipli Rebbe. The Shiva Pesach was in the mirror in Europe. It's a mirror, a mirror in Europe, in Shanghai. And apparently he'd never seen the safer. He asked the Buffer, what's that safer? He says, uh, sure. He says, where, where the Machabah, who was Machabah? He says, there's some of them. He says, there's some of them. Ah, he says, there's some of them. He says, no, this is the Muslim safer. Muslim? Shalom of Allah, Muslim? A Lamdan. Shalom of Allah says, I was a Lamdan. Muslim? What chapter does Shalom of Allah have to Muslim? He was a Lamdan. Okay, so in the mirror, if you've heard enough stories about what the mirror looked like, the pre-war in Europe, the, uh, in the mirror, what it looked like, and when I looked in Shanghai, the intensity of learning, if he had the reputation of being a lambdan in the mirror, that's a pretty good avis. And Rashiba Pesa was talking as a person who was able to evaluate who had the right to be called a lambdan. Okay, I want to, now what I want to do with you, I want to go through how he's masbra, how to learn, how to learn a piece of the more. And the point I'm going to get is, what I want to get is, A, you should do this, and B, you'll have no time to do anything else in the day but do this. Because it's very focused. And who would want to talk on the phone when you're doing this? And who has the time to talk on the phone? The best way to do with the Torah is you don't have time to do any of it. You know? And as you're busy between your learning and you're working, and this and that, you don't have to do anything wrong. Right? So you see like this. You said only not as you dear brother Gamora, Rashi Vitosis. You have to have a core type of the Gamora Shitosis. You have to have a promise. You can almost create a picture of the Sugi in your mind. And a very clear understanding what changed from the Habamina to the Maskana and what is the, what is the point where Rashi and Tyson disagree. Um, this, this idea of Habamina to Maskana. Um, I did this with my 8th grade, in the year I taught 8th grade in the yeshiva over here. So we, we, I tried to train them how to answer a question. Because we have this phenomenon, we have the question and say, okay, great, so what's the answer? I mean, what's the answer? I asked the question. I said, so you're trying to tell me that for the rest of your life, whenever you you ask a question, you will never answer it because you only ask questions. You don't answer that. What do you say? Obviously, you want to learn how to answer the question. So I said, what do I do? So I said like this. Every question is predicated on the next amount of assumptions. If A is true, and B is true, and C is true, and D is true, and E is true, and F is true, X amount of things are true, we have a cash. What's the answer? One of them is wrong. That is the answer. The question is just which one of those things is wrong. Well, first you have to identify what are your assumptions, and then you have to decide which one can you move, which one is possibly wrong. So some of them are not, you can't budge them. I call them budgeable. They're not, they're, they're, they are not budgeable. And certain things are yes budgeable. Well, if they are yes budgeable, they're probably other one which is to be budged. And that is how you answer a question. So that's what changed from the Havamina. Something changed. There was some Havamina. 
There was some point, some assumption, which was true in the Morris Habamina, which changed to the Moscona. What point was it? And while you're at it, you might as well figure out what was the point. The Morris assuming X amount of things. What are they? And you might find that the Mechot Hashanim is that there's five assumptions, and the Mechot Hashanim to learn which one was the point which changed. And so you are almost, you're almost copying what the Rishon is going to say before you get to the Rishon. Now, to do this, he brings in the, the Kudah of Chazorah. Now, Chazorah obviously means after you, you've done this. That's when Chazorah starts, because now you really know it. You can start to remember it. But obviously, the Chazorah comes before you get to this. Rabbi Arnold always says, his Kinnuk was, and this is what he still does. He doesn't start doing anything until he does it to Gomorrah ten times. You do the Gomorrah ten times, then you can start talking about it. You have a comfort level with the Gomorrah. Gomorrah Rashi tells you. Now, it doesn't mean you have to read the Gomorrah Tosis inside ten times. You can read it through four, three, four, five times. You've worked it through. Then you see, speak it out yourself. Okay, so the Morris says this, the Morris answers this, the Morris says this, the Morris answers this. What we do with Shachafaya Second Seder should be applied to First Seder also. The Stifle Seder Prison says the Gomorrah, over in his own words, is equivalent to four Chazars. Okay? But he also said the four Chazars start after you know the Gomorrah. So many times you don't, get, you don't understand the Gomorrah until the fourth time. So that's not four Chazars yet. Now you know the Gomorrah. Now do four Chazars. So, so you have first, except you need to do the Gomorrah ten times. So when are you supposed to be talking on the phone? Exactly. Please tell me. I mean, there's not enough time in a day. And now we, okay, now we know the Gomorrah. Now let's go to Rishonim. You know, they, Bacham told me that they, they did Rishonim in Eretz Yisrael. I think they're from Mars. They don't know how to read a Gomorrah yet. I read Gomorrah, so they don't know how to read Gomorrah. And they tell me they did Rishonim. They're fooling themselves. Uh, it's, 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 it's Kishmak to do Rishonim, but you don't know how to read a Gomorrah yet. You don't understand the Gemara. What's the, what changed in Hamid Tamaskal? You don't understand that. If you're doing Rishonim, who are you fooling? So first step is you don't know the Gemara. Kalor. No fun. Had a Bachar reading. He came from the Bachar. He read the he read the he read Rashi. I mean, it was a Korban Otsim. He 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 did he did a Tzich on a Rashi. He says, you know, they give you they give you Bachar. They ask you what you learned. This and that. They said, no, I want to see if you can read. The guy couldn't read a Rashi. He tells me he's in this shir, in this shir, and there's a sir, Chashem Bashir, and they do Rishonim and this and that. He's in the recurrence every day. I say, I mean, either I'm a Meshuggah or you're a Meshuggah. And I don't think I'm the one. So the, I mean, it means the Rebbe is a Kabbalah person, but he's not in touch with the reality of his Tamidim. It, it, it didn't bother me that he, couldn't, he didn't know how to read a Rashi. It bothered me that he read through a lot of Rashi. He didn't try, try and figure out what it meant. He said, ah. I don't know. What does that word mean? What is it saying? What is it next for me? What is it saying? It didn't bother him. So it means there's no chinuch that you have to understand the Rashi. The chinuch is, you, if you don't have to you don't go back to the next word. What does he say? I don't know. I, I can't put it, okay, so you look at the next one. Maybe in context you figure it out. Maybe the whole sentence will make sense. But you end up with the Gemara backwards if you don't do that. Okay. Now, Kesha Yadiyah, the Gemara Pish Rashi Bura, you have Antisis, you have Gemara Rashi and Antisis clear. Now you understand there's certain things that you still don't understand. Okay? I see that this is what happened from here to here. There's something not clear. This is bothering me, this is bothering me, this is bothering me. I now have a clarity in what's bothering me in the subject. Now you go to the Rishonim. Does any Gosh Ramadan Rishonim? Rosh, Ran, Rashba, and Ramba. He suggests the Rosh, the Ran, the Rashba, and the Ramba. Now, a person who did his homework, really, that's much of the Rishonim we're talking about. Rishonim we're talking about his problem. Wow, he's Makavim to the Rashba's Kasha. You should be Makavim to the Rashba's Kasha. You shouldn't be Makavim to the Rashba's Kasha. 
you should be able to figure out most of these things yourself. Sometimes the kasha is based on the idea from somewhere else in Shas. Okay, that, you know, you're not expected to be. But many times the kasha is from the sugi itself. There's something which doesn't fit. So if I sat there and I spoke out to myself, well, so the Mara asked this, and the Mara answered this, and this answers the question because, you know, he said, I don't know how it answers the question. That's what's supposed to happen. I don't, I, I, there's something which bothers me and how it answers the question. But I've never spoken out in my own words what happened, and I try to explain it, so I'm never going to hop there's something wrong with the terrorists. And I brought yeah, the more I have something how is it answer the question? I don't know. I never thought about it. What do you mean, never thought about it? So what were you doing until the whole first Seder? In the harvest, he starts with Rishonim Rabbi. He shouldn't smoke too many Rishonim. He suggests four. Kizem Avalvus does. I guess you're confused. And my Rabbi suggested two. Okay, when I was, you know, he's got no dirt, so they published the Seder. You still feel you're not clear about it. Yesh l'chabas Rishonim. Okay, then you look at the other Rishonim. Okay. I think I have a shot. So you want to see if it's correct or not. So now you spend time on it. If you want to do that, so you go to all the places where the Sukkot comes up in Shah, you go to Rishon over there, and you say, oh, the Hara is correct, the Hara is not correct. But how do they write a, how do they say a Chaburah? That's how you say a Chaburah. You go through something, you learn it through a lot of time, you say, oh, I have an Akut over here which I think makes sense. Well, let's see. Now let's, let's test it. And basically, the pre- presentation of a Chaburah is, you went through the Tzuga, this is your Ha'ara, you went to the other and it's either right or it's wrong. And either one is fine for a Chaburah, as far as I'm concerned. Some of that it's wrong, but also good. I had a very nice friend, it fits nice over here, but doesn't fit in Sukkah, where the Tzuga is also found. Or it doesn't fit in the Tzuga, in Sukkah. Or it doesn't fit in the Rambam. That's, that's, that's a Chaburah. Okay. Now you go to the main Achorinim, the Kenyan Shur, the Kenyan Shur, the Kenyan And then afterwards, the Shur, the Kenyan Shur, And he says like this, I want you to keep the following rule. Our they don't leave you room to really develop your own mind and figure it out yourself. Uh, you look at a piece of Rebbe Father and say, wow, ah, the Sugi is beautiful. And it is. I mean, there's a beauty of going through a piece of Rebbe Father. There's a beauty of going through a piece from one of the, from the, one of the other Rashivas. You see it fits. It's gorgeous. It's like everything makes sense. Everything fits in its place. And you see a symmetry. And you see the flow. And you see the... And it's, it, like I tell you, it's, 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 it's a... It's a poetic experience, seeing a beautiful piece, a beautiful shear. But the problem is, so what am I, so what, what am I supposed to be doing? Is that any tachos alim of the samets v'sichleinu v'havana gemara b'avona yeshara will happen as sichleinu l'sechos shaltaro? We have to change our minds. So they're not a smart thing to spend too much time. Now, on the other hand, um, so what are, what are the rebbeim doing? The rebbeim are saying all this stuff. So. Shira Pesach said, my avoid is to teach you what is, what is a swara of Torah. You know, you say, you, people say swaras, you know, it, it makes sense, logic, it has, it, it, certain Hezbeim don't, it's not how the Torah thinks. I need to train you what is a swara which is considered a valid swara. And that's what the Rebbe's job is. Uh, help you understand the Rishonim and give you an understanding of what is a valid way of looking at something. 
And how does the Rebbe know? Well, he's been in the system. And how do you know? Because he heard it from his rebellion. And, he was, and it, the system validates itself. The person who was able to, If you come up to the Sora and you say, oh, that's right, and the Ksais is the same Sora, you want to say, oh, that, that's pretty good. Now, how do you know the Ksais is right? Maybe the Ksais is also wrong. So there's a certain Siyat that Shemaiz the Ksais has. There's a problem that Shemaiz the Ksais. Another Machaber at the same time asked the Ksais, why was your Sefer in his Kabbalah mind wasn't? So Ksais gave him his answer. But the fascinating thing about the Ksoyce, the Ksoyce is, you know, is, is, is over 150 years already, and we still look at the Ksoyce. There's certain Sloram which we don't look at anymore. Now, I'm not saying that we're not good Sloram, but there's certain Sloram which we still look at. And there's a reason why there's a certain Siyat of Ishmael, a certain Sloram became part of the reality of learning Torah. If you're Makam and there's a Sloram of the Rashba, you know that you're doing okay. Right? If you're sitting there looking at the Rashba, the Rashba says, you know, the Rashba doesn't, doesn't make sense because. Now, in the correct way of saying that sentence, you know, Rashiva always says, 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 the Rashi doesn't make sense to me. The Rashi makes sense. I don't make sense. The problem is not in the Rashi, the problem is in me. Right? So, um, which is a bukhah. So now, okay, so what don't I understand about the Rashi? So I don't understand X. So now I can start working on it. It's not the Rashi has a problem. I and mean, sometimes you would present it in the to, to show the Chaimarian the Rashi doesn't make sense anymore. That's just a technique of how to get you, wake you up and say, what's going on over here? Hey, how's it fit? The Rashba does make sense. We don't understand it. That's our problem. The Ramchal talks about LP. They're the well, why that's there. Then he says, after you did all of this, you should be mine and see if every Shogun Aruch, and you take it all the way from the Sugya into the Halakha. It says, and that's a school, school of to remember it. And then, it's Chazara. And he says a story about Chazara. Actually, Mishra Bolakan, it's one of the other books, and nowadays it's a nigan, so everybody remembers it. Um, right? So the Mora says that the Mora was in the first friend, and the Mora was in the came to Shemaim, he came back, and he says, What did you say? Actually, Mishra Bolakan, it's one of the other. It's good that you, every, the people who come there and they have, have it in their hand. It's good. How do you get that? Right back to Zor. Samar says a story, and to one of the Gdele Ador, he got older, he wanted to be at least a Bokeh in one Masef, but he at least come to Shemaim with one Masef that he knows well. You know, he can, Tamar Biyaga and one Masef. Come to the, Chazad over the Masef, Chazad over, he takes it, he gives him a Bokeh, and it's okay, it's still not good. He thinks it must be he's getting old and he can't remember anymore, so he goes through the Pine and to pour out his woes. I'm sorry, to go through a full of Shapiro, there's a time, there's a time, there's so he goes to the revolt and she so says, um, so he asks him, how many times did you chazer? He says, 15 times. He got chazer the Gansan 15 times. He says, instead of laughing, he says, what are you laughing about? He says, 15 times? That's chazorah. That's called learning of his after 15 times. Chazorah starts after 15 times, that's chazorah. That's the mice that he says. You know, I'm not trying to discourage you. And maybe I am discouraging you. I'm not trying to discourage you. Right? But the point is, for Vaisai, there's no time. There's not enough time in the week. You know, well, there's a Muslim, Muslim Mishmur. So when, we, when, when I was about, what was Mishmur? Mishmur was, we didn't learn anything else during Mishmur. Mishmur was, we sat in the class, whatever we learned the week, as many times as we could. That was Mishmur. Now, right, we went quick in Yeshiva, the pace was about a block plus per week per Seder, and it was two blocks per week, per week second Seder. You had three blocks of Tazer over. The Ian with the restart, etc. You know, we learned, you know, this is for the Ian. 
You want to pass it over? Whatever you learned that week, Thursday night. That was Thursday night. Was for. Because you you want to you know the next week you don't invite and you want to make sure you had it pretty good before you invite it. Friday night, you know, was, I mean, we, we didn't have uh, I mean, that was Pelzer style, you know. Um, you know, that was you know, the Siddhas took an hour and five minutes, hour and three minutes sometimes, you know. We sang the three, you know, whatever, you know, it's very Pelzish, you know. Um, one time somebody tried to add another nigga and it was like, what are you doing? You know, like, you know. Um, and you're a bad Spanish. We, you know, once in a while, she would have us over, you know, she would have us over to, 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 to call it, whatever you call it, or anything, whatever we call it. But there's not enough time in the week. There's not enough time in the week. There's not enough time in the day to really be kind of the terror the way you want to be kind of terror. So obviously, we can have to do as much as we can. But that means that Seder is sacred. I mean, Seder is sacred. There's nothing else during Seder. That's what it means. If you want to be successful, you're going to have to make a decision. We spoke about the idea of making the decision. We spoke about two weeks ago about if you make a decision, this is what I have to do, I'm going to do it. And you find that it's the most kishmaka thing in the world. Even though it seems very difficult before you do it. But once you do it, you say, wow, this is a kishmaka. I really enjoy this. I enjoy coming into the second center right after Mincha, at 3 o'clock, sitting down to learn. After Mincha, there's this, there's this like, la da 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 da. Let's go out for a walk. For, for, there's not time in the day. The person says, I, I learned the good omelet, so what do I do now? And I finished my five, what is it omelet? I toss it over. I toss it over again. What do I do now? Toss it over again. Okay, do the rush. Okay, what, what do you do now? So, I regret it. Go back to the beginning of the paragraph. Chazer everything you learn until here. You learn 20 blocks so far. Chazer over. Chazer over again. Right? Why not? What else are you supposed to do with life? And Chazer, it's, it's one of the most, most gishmaki things, what you start doing. It's so gishmak. And the Yitzhah makes it so hard because it's so, it's so gishmak. So Chazer over again. Clore, write it out. Go through the halakha, take it to the halakha. I don't care what, what do you want else to do? I, 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 this, this break after mincha, again, my, my, you know, I, it, people don't mean to say it, but they're saying it with their feet. You don't want to do that. That's not, if I ask you, do you really want to say that, that, you know, terror is something you do, like, sort of laid back? You know, no, terror is something which is very fresh in my life. So why are you saying it with your feet? Don't say it with your feet. That's the, the goal. Okay, so we went through the Mahalat of how to learn with the Mahalat of the Cheshivas of it. Hopefully there's going to be Zaytha, Seattle Shemayat, the Taka do it. Um, I put a big sign over about, well, this sign, Bible Belt, based tip. The West Library, Midwest Department Store, Yeshiva of Greater Washington, with a big question mark. Yes, sir.